0: And we are back with another episode of the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. We are in spooky season. And we just got done watching the oldest movie we've watched for this podcast. This movie is as old or older than our dads. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, We watched 1960s Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock. And I'll be honest, this is, I believe, my first Hitchcock 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 movie. Um, Yorton, I feel like you're in the same boat as me, right? Is this your first? Oh, no,
1: uh, North by Northwest. Um, there's a couple of ones that I've seen. I just can't think of them off the top of my head, but I've seen a few. Hitchcock... Is this your first time seeing Psycho? This is the first time where I've seen the Psycho like full full viewing. I've Psycho's always been one of those movies where I'll just pick it up like in random spots. But any time I was on TV, it wasn't like, oh, I want <laughs> to sit down and watch Psycho. So like the first 20 minutes was like completely new to mo- movie to me. And the rest of it was more just like, okay, I'm putting it together from how it was before. Yeah. I've seen it before.
0: Let's just go ahead and I'm going to get to Jared and Seth here in a second. I just want to start off by saying... If, because if you're like me and this is your first time watching this movie and you don't know that there's a twist in the movie, spoiler warning: from here on out, this movie will be spoiled for you. Oh so, yeah, you
1: can't really talk about this movie without big spoiler at the
0: end. There's going to be spoilers galore about this movie, and this is a movie that does have like a spoiler. Like there's something that happens in the movie. So from here on out. If you haven't watched it, go, go watch it. I Actually, please go watch it. It's really good. Um, Jared, was this your first time watching this movie?
2: Oh, no. I have um, seen this movie twice, uh, this rendition. And then I've seen the... Uh, f- fuck the hell. I don't even know what to call it. Remake, I guess. That's Vince Vaughn until that once.
1: Reshot. I, I just saw a reshot and even a remake.
2: <laughs> I do. That movie sucked ass. Um I watched that one once. I actually watched that first. Then uh, it's so funny story. I actually watched it with my mom. My mom was like, That that wasn't good. So then the next night we watched the original. <laughs> so yeah, that's You're that was mom. my first time watching the original after I'd already watched the uh, remake and uh, yeah, and then I watched it again when I was in college and this is the third time I've seen it.
0: Um, I got a question for you. I know we're kind of getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves here, but now that you know the twist and you rewatch it, is it still good? Uh, oh, yeah.
2: Re-watch? It is. Um, and so even uh, I think in the last movie I talked about um, with Poltergeist, I appreciated the directing style so much more. Um, as I was watching, and even in this movie, of course, like as we keep watching movies um, nonstop. And so I just appreciate everything that like went into the directing of it. And the. I texted Seth and I was like, the sound and the music is probably the most perfect thing I've ever heard.
0: I'm excited to dive into the directing and some of the the choices he made with the camera later on, because that kind of blew me away, especially for the time period. Seth, how many times have you seen this movie, and why did you suggest
3: it? So, I've actually only seen this movie twice. I actually only recently watched the movie uh, about a month ago, I think. I don't know. I actually... So, the reason why I wanted to watch it the first time was because I read a book by Riley Sager that referenced another Hitchcock movie, and so then I went to Best Buy to buy it. that movie. It wasn't there, so I bought Psycho and watched it instead. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really good. I actually didn't know anything about the twist. I didn't really know. All I knew about it was the shower scene. It's the only yeah. thing I ever actually knew about the movie going into it because I'm only recently getting into the horror slasher type deal. And so I just never really cared to watch it. Uh, I loved it the first time I watched it. So I was like, you know what? I would love to talk about it on here. So I picked it because we said scary horror movies and this is one of the originals. And I feel like that is, and it's a perfect place to talk about this movie. because It's such a fun movie to talk about.
0: So before, okay, we're going to have a good discussion here about this movie, but we decided pre podcast recording, we were going to, before we talk about Hitchcock and we talk about the movie that we were going to look up some, some of our favorite psychological thriller slash horror movies because if you know anything about this podcast, we love to list stuff. We're just a bunch of guys. Guys love list. That is the truth. So who wants to start off with their top four? Which, let's be real, this isn't well-researched. We did this literally five minutes ago. No, no,
2: ago. no, it is. It is. I'll start us off with the... All right, sure it's good. well-researched, at least. Uh, with, with, <laughs> yeah, the greatest, with the greatest movie we've reviewed on this podcast, the greatest movie...
3: Canadian Street Fighter horror genre. Street Fighter is not
2: a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. actually. Armageddon
0: is kind of a horror movie.
2: Hereditary. What are we doing, guys? Get the hell out! <laughs> get get out of here! Hereditary, <laughs> greatest horror film made. Awesome. So Hereditary number one. Okay, cool. You know what else I'm gonna go with? Get out. Yes. Fantastic. Fucking movie everything about that movie is perfect love it oh, kiss
1: yeah
2: gotta go with that uh the next this one it gets a little tough because you told me to pick four but i'm not sure how do we feel about Silence of the Lambs guys
1: i haven't like seen it i with? would say that fall under it <laughs> maybe more if is I, it, I, not
2: i i, I haven't yeah. never played it with we, Fine, no, i'm know.
0: I feel like the character goes under psychological stress, but does the audience go through
3: it? It's considered a slasher. I just want y'all to know that. In the history of horror on Shudder, they have it under the slasher category. So So I think the horror part does. Yeah, I I don't know whatever that's worth. I could see it being psychological at point. but I'm not sure if it's... it's... Because I'm going pure psychological horror.
2: So if we're not cool with that, I can pull it away.
0: No, I'm, I'm, it it, man. I'm. I don't care. But if you want to, yeah, if you have a background... Would...
2: I'm. A, I'm a purist. So, uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs and one of my favorite movies of all time, which really restarted the found footage genre type movies. The original Paranormal Activity, the original one. It was actually really great. Contained in the house with the camera and everything. You felt that terror. You felt it playing with your mind. I mean, obviously, the sequels, it jumped the shark. But, like, the original okay. one, the original one, pure psychological terror because you have no clue what's going on, and it's these two people, and it's this house, and just fantastic movie um, when I'm just looking at pure psychological horror. So my list is Hereditary, Get Out, Silence of the Lambs, and Paranormal Activity. It's a
0: strong list. I, I like that list a lot. I will say, me and Jared send TikToks to each other, and one of the TikToks I sent him recently was this girl <laughs> recording her boyfriend watching *Hereditary*. It's the scene where the the mom is just banging her head convulsively on the door, and the son is horrified, and it, it, it zooms over to the boyfriend. And he has this look of disgust on his face. And he goes, the other option was Shrek. And it, and it just cracked me up.
2: It was um, so good. It was so good.
0: Um, I also want to say my favorite part in Paranormal Activity is when they put the powder on the floor. And they wake up and they see the hoof prints. And I was like, oh, shit. This movie got real. Um, okay. Seth, are you ready?
3: yeah i got i'm I'm good to go this is a uh extremely well researched uh list it uh it took me yeah. five minutes so I probably got all of this wrong and so feel free to call out this because I'm gonna be honest with you some of this had some sub genre stuff in here so it's psychological horror mystery and then psychological horror action and then psychological horror thriller uh so forgive me for the sub of this one. So the first one is The Little Things. That's the uh, psychological horror uh, mystery list. It was on that one. I'm not sure if you'll...
0: I'm trying oh, to find the cricket noise real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no one I knows love this that movie. movie. What is this?
3: <laughs> this? Okay, so it came out during the pandemic, which is probably why no one is really familiar with it. But it was Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, Rami Malik. And uh, it was like a, a murder mystery type deal that... Like the entire time you're watching it, you're not sure is Jared Leto just a, Jared Leto or is he a murderer? Uh, I realize that could be synonymous. I We really don't know. But like, you know, y- you're just unsure the whole time and then it goes to the end and it's a very cathartic and very like, oh, type I saw of this movie. It's a uh,
2: it's on HBO Max. At yes,
0: yes, I saw this movie and yeah, yeah, it was OK. It was OK. I liked it.
3: I, I really dug the uh Jared Leto question. I thought he did great in it. And I thought Denzel Washington did great. And so I really got into that one. Uh it's I would probably not if we were being like objective and not subjective, I probably wouldn't be like, oh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But you know, it's the little things about it that make it good. Yeah. Uh the next one is The Guest. This is the psychological horror action film. I'm not sure if y'all have seen this. It's with Dan Stevens. Uh it's like he comes home and he's a guest in someone's house. And it is amazing. I actually love that movie because Dan Stevens is amazing. Jade, you seen that movie? Yeah, it's good, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. Okay. Shout out to your list. Deep cuts on your list. I like yeah. it so
3: far. <laughs> it was really good. Like that movie shocked me. I watched it solely because the dude was in Legion and I was like, who is this guy? And so I went and watched that movie, and I was like, oh, my God, this is really good. Uh, so, yeah, no, The Guest, y'all should definitely check that out. Uh, there is going to be one repeat here, and Jared's going to uh, like this one. Uh, it's Get Out. That, that was also on my list. Uh, I, I actually just watched that, like, a couple of days ago for the first time, and I was like, oh, this is a really good movie. I was kind of sad I waited so long to watch it. And then the last one is, I don't I didn't. I'm not. When I said this is well researched, I was hopefully y'all caught the sarcasm. Uh, I don't know. Does this count or not? But I was going to do nope because to me, most of the movie, you don't know what's going on. But I'm not sure if that really fully counts. Jared's saying nope. (laughs) Nope to nope. (laughs) He's saying nope to nope. I'm.
1: I, I'm like, I hadn't seen stop, the movie stop, and I stop. know it's basically you can't oh, really no, no, talk no, about no, no. the movie I'm not, without yeah, talking I'm not spoil it. You, so I'm like, I got no, no idea.
3: No, I'm just saying there's a lot of the psychological part. I'm no, stop.
0: Okay. Um, that's four, huh? Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Get
3: out. Jordan Peele apparently ruled the list. Uh, the little things. I was going to say Barbarian to troll Jared, but barbarians definitely not psychological horror by the way jared how is that movie did you like it yeah
2: so we're gonna have to do a bonus episode and talk about my 31 nights of terror and uh go over some of my likes and dislikes and Jordan, if you want to join the episode you can but ray and seth since we all like horror and watch horror we can talk about it
0: um okay i want to go next because i feel like Jordan is not a horror movie guy and I am, like, anticipating the excitement of us all hearing his list and just going crazy over it. So I want I want that to be the end. Um, so I just want to say, great list by both of you guys. Um, Get Out was on mine, but I got replaced by a nostalgic pick. But Get Out is clearly a great one. I feel like Us is underlooked, too. I liked Us a lot, um, but that's not on there. Okay, so those are just honorable mentions. Um, Event Horizon is on my list.
2: Another good one. Yeah,
0: me and Jared talk about it all the time. Yeah, Um, I just
2: love horror movies. Is there something wrong with me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We. uh, I also have It Follows, which. Go ahead, Jared.
2: Y'all have never not said a bad movie. This is more evidence (laughs) that I should.
0: I watched it. I watched it yeah, 2 it is, years ago yeah. on demand and I was like this is amazing. How come I've never heard of this movie? And I was like telling everyone I knew like you got to watch this movie. It's crazy. Um my third one is Fear. Um I love Fear. It's a 90s Michael Crichton movie and it I like the mystery of it. Um and I am ashamed of you guys for not mentioning this, but I'm also I expected it because of comments you've mentioned before, but The Shining is on my list. It's <laughs> a great psychological movie. You guys know you're in the minority here. You know it, and it's okay. It's okay. It's only because yeah.
3: America's illiterate. That's why if they read the book, they hate the movie. I read the book, and hey, I minority, the minority. who wrote the book hates the movie. It's two As
2: different things. They're two different things. It's that movie a bad, terrible,
0: bad adaptation. Great movie. And it's
2: a- I'm going to go ahead and say mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, I'm going to be sacrilegious. Mid movies, mid movies okay. from Stanley Kubrick.
0: I'm not doing this with you right now, Jared. I'm not doing this
2: with you right now. <laughs> All of his movies are mid.
0: <laughs> uh, Yorton, you're the you're the DH here, man. You're four- so. At so that.
2: here's the thing is
1: you pick, you guys picked up a couple of movies I wasn't expecting you that I thought oh I'm going to be clever and have this on my list because this <laughs> is the movies that I saw Sphere was one of them because I did enjoy Ooh. the mystery behind the, the horror on it uh, I was going to put Rarity on it uh, uh, just because uh, we, I enjoyed the movie I know Jared thinks we hate the movie for whatever reason whenever we right. go back and talk about it but no, I just did not have it on my Hall of Fame. I still liked it. I nitpicked a couple of things on it, but I still enjoyed the movie. Uh, they had Cabin in the Woods on it. I don't know if I necessarily would count that when I was looking at the big list of it, but that was one of the horror movies I enjoyed for it. I don't know about the psychological part of it. That was the one thing I was curious about. Uh, what was that choice? Cabin in the Woods.
0: Oh yeah, it's a good movie. Okay, sorry.
1: Yeah, and uh, and then I was making the I had to <laughs> Shutter Island. Just wanted to talk about it, just because it's a movie that, like, yeah, I, I'm not a horror psychological fan, I guess, because everyone talks about how good the movie is a lot of times, and I I just did not enjoy it, and it I was bored out of my mind with that one. So I just wanted to bring that up. But anyways, those were just the movies I felt. more I wanted to talk about it, uh, Event Horizon was another one that you ha- had on the list, Ray, that I was wondering about. And I was like, should I put that on? And then I was glad to hear you talk about it.
2: No, I that's, a great, good. that's a great movie, though. That's a great yeah. movie. I think
0: we did good, y'all. Um, we, we held up our end of the bargain here. We we all picked some good movies. Um I mean, so before we talk about the movie, I think we should talk about Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I'm not versed enough to really do anything here in this category, but I feel like Seth and Jared, you guys might want to add something here.
3: Yeah, uh, yes, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Seth. yeah I'll start off real quick. So like uh, I recently, like I said, when you asked me about like why I picked this movie and everything like that, is I was reading a book. And so this is a new kick for me. So I'm still going working my way through films and stuff. Of his, and uh, so I watched you know Psycho first, but and then I watched Vertigo, and I've watched uh oh crap, can I think of the thing movie now. Oh, uh, it was all reason I, I started this thing uh, Shadow of a Doubt, and then we're watching uh, the Birds. I think is the one that's up next, and then watched To Catch a Thief and a couple others as well, and then I've been watching a lot of his Alfred Hitchcock presents that TV show that he like sometimes directed, but most of the time was other people, but he was like you know curating the stories and everything. And the thing I appreciate about Hitchcock, like more so than probably most any other director, I mean, then and even now, is that he, especially though, back then, is he's able to take scenes and make you feel the emotion without necessarily having to show you everything in it. It's so like there's a scene in Vertigo, the movie, for example, where in the opening part, like they're running on top of rooftops they're chasing some criminal and. There's this scene where he's just dangling from, like, a gutter. And even though this movie was filmed way back, we're talking 60 years ago, you still get anxious, and it literally makes you get tense. And it's like, you're like, oh, my God, I got vertigo now. Like, heights are scary. What the heck? All right? And it's just he's able to do that so well. And we're going to talk more detail in Psycho where he does it really, really well. Uh, But then, like, Shadow of a Doubt is a movie in which you're constantly questioning is – the uncle a serial killer? Is he not a serial killer? Is he? Is he not? And all the way up until you know the very end when you finally get the answer, you're still like, "Wait a minute!" And so he's able to constantly make yourself question, and he's constantly able to like tell a story, and which you're able to feel every emotion he wants you to feel as he wants you to feel it, and that's really impressive when you think about how old his films are and how well they stand up, just because of that.
2: Yeah. So like he essentially. Why he's like revered is because he's changed film, essentially. Changed directing. So when you watch this movie and you're seeing these things, you're like, oh, I've seen that before. I've seen that before. I've seen a shot like that before. I've seen a zoom in like that before. But guess what? This movie came out in 1960. So before that, those shots were not a thing. Things that he did, like incorporating his music within dialogue and action... So you got to remember, like, a lot of stuff before was, like, segmented, music, then talking, then moving, then action. Now, like, nowadays, they blend all of those together in one scene, so it goes cohesively. And you see this in this movie, and you don't even think a second thought of it. But, again, that wasn't the case before. So that's why I love everything that he brings to, like, cinema and how he changed so much, and obviously Psycho wasn't his first movie, he made movies before that, that's what like incorporated it, um, but really when it came to Psycho, this is sorry, not to be sacrilegious, he had a lot of other movies that put him on the map, but this is like oh no, this dude is he is him, like Ray, you know what I'm talking about, the memes on TikTok he is him <laughs> this movie like made them say that about Hitchcock Oh, Seth, you know that reference as well Uh, Yeah, so this this movie is that and uh, like he's just great and Rear Window is like. I mean, it's not in my top ten list, but it's just like a movie that I can just like watch all the time because it's such a good movie and it's like a good mystery movie. And really, if you really like Knives Out, you're looking forward to Glass Onion and you like Mysteries There is no reason you shouldn't go back to watch Alfred Hitchcock movies. Now, of course, people are going to say, ah, these movies didn't age well. There are no black people. And they swear at women. And they slap. They're, They're great. Okay. Okay. Cool. Again, me, black man. Audio medium, not visual medium. Sure. Shit didn't age well. Shit did not age well. Some of them. But they're still great movies to watch um and no one was harmed in the filming of these movies so
3: awesome i thought i thought you were about to say they didn't age well because of the technology parts of it's oh, not no, no, no. with you and i was like wait no, no they did they actually hold up but then i was like okay no that makes sense the what social aspect of it. yeah yeah that you are 100 percent right on yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, then again, that's just sort of a reflection of the time, I feel like, too. And yeah.
2: uh, I part. mean, I mean, some of, them, some of them will turn you off. And like, I know I'm just not going to watch this. Because some of his movies are kind of just like, ah, that's tough. So I mean, I'm even <laughs> that way with some movies that came out in the early aughts. Like Road Trip, I was, I think, I turned off Road Trip like 15 minutes in. Because they were talking about, like, drugging women and getting them drunk and having intercourse. And I was like, okay, this is this is it for me. <laughs>
0: Um, one thing we talked about early on was the directing of this movie and like some of the, the choices he made. I thought it'd be interesting if we, because there's so many thoughts and notes on this movie, I, I figured we could break it up into like the technical side. We could talk about uh, like his directing, then we can talk about story, and then we can just kind of like have our random comments at the end. Um, so. There's a lot of really creative shots in here. There's one shot, I don't know how he did, where it's a POV of like the woman in the shower with the water falling on her, but how is that water not hitting the camera? I don't understand what's happening here. Like it's, I don't know if you remember the shot, he did it once or twice, but it's looking up at the shower head as the water's coming at the camera and I, I just, I don't know how he did it. I just I don't get it. I don't it's like defies it's like you use CG or something. Um but there's a lot of really creative shots in here. Seth, what's what's something you want to talk about?
3: When it comes to shots, I really, you know, especially when you rewatch it the second time knowing the twist and everything. I really liked how he was able to make the twist believable and how he also mirrored his shots. So like the first so the talk about the first one is how it he made it look like you know the for, all right, this is where the spoiler comes in we haven't actually talked about anything that spoils it but you know it looks like the mother's coming in but it's not actually the mother it's actually you know the norman right the hotel clerk it's anthony perkins but like how he's able to keep that hidden by like showing the knife wielding mother but also keeping it in shadow but he made it like when i first watched it it was shot so well that I did not pick up on the fact that you didn't see the mother's face. I just thought, oh, okay. I didn't think anything of it. Like it just kept going for me. Like, oh, okay, the next scene's going. But then when he also mirrored the shot of when you first get uh Abergast when he's walking up the stairs and you know the camera is kind of up diagonal, looking down on him, and he's walking up and the mother's about to or mother is about to stab him across the face and slash him and everything, you get later when the sister whose name is eluding me right now. But when she's walking up the path, he almost has the same shot. And so you get that same sense of tension, like, cause she's going up to the house where mother is and yeah. you're getting nervous. Like, oh man, she's about to, you know, get her face slashed and everything. And so I like when he does stuff like that, where it's just like, he, you know, is able to keep the twist alive and he does it so well that you don't even really think about it at the time. And of course, when you watch it a second time, then you notice it. And then he's also able to, like set up a scene for a later scene in which he just redoes it to amp up the tension for you. Um, I just really like that he did all that stuff.
1: I think the real clever scene uh, that I liked uh, involving with the mother was when he picked up his mother was taking the mother downstairs and how they Mm -hmm. had it moving and how they shot it. You wouldn't notice that, Oh yeah, that's a dead body, almost (laughs) a skeleton, but they hide it so well to trick you
3: on it yeah exactly i mean like everything made it seem like oh yeah no th- it, there is isn't mother and this is weird and then you know obviously that there isn't but you know yeah uh, well the
0: moments exactly. before that the moments before he carries her out the camera goes from like downstairs to upstairs to looking even higher now it's higher and it looks down like a bird's eye view on the walkway and i was like and the whole time the camera's slowly moving, adjusting itself like that. You're you're hearing this conversation between between him and his mom, and it it was like I was just like this is. I had to rewind it because I was just kind of I was paying attention to the camera, and I was like, this is really good for 1960. And I didn't hear a word of dialogue, so I had to go back like 30 <laughs> seconds and listen to it all again. I was like, oh yeah, I'm missing stuff here. Um, Yorton, what stood out to you as far... I guess you mentioned that scene. Anything else stand out to you as far as like the direction? Like I said, because
1: for me, this was the first time uh, watching it completed the whole... So I missed a lot of the beginning of the the whole subplot of her running away with the money and then her being more paranoid with it, which I thought was interesting. And that part built up a lot of uh, interest and tension for me because it was like, oh... I don't remember this, I wonder what's the outcome due to this, and so that was something that stood out for me just because I've uh seen a lot of scenes from Psycho and like a lot of analysts for it, just because it's there's so many good scenes of building tension, so the fact that no one really talks about the beginning of the movie that the beginning of the movie stood out for me on this viewing,
0: yeah, it stood out for me too um. I want to talk about the the story element of it in a little bit. But, Jared, what set out to you as far as, like, the decisions Hitchcock made here? Directing um, what?
2: So uh, everyone knows, like, my... One of my favorite directors is Edgar Wright, and his huge signature is uh, quick um, sound. Like, sound drives his scene. Sound drives everything. Sound moves everything along. And even with Hitchcock in this movie, I mean, sound didn't drive every scene, but like the sound and the music played important, pivotal parts in every single scene. And so no matter what shots he was doing, either the sound or the music would come through in the scene and it would just mesh together so well. And the thing that I think I love so much about this, this movie came out in 1960.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah. It was crazy.
2: so far ahead of his time. It's stupid. Because I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, when Edgar Wright does that stuff, I'm like, hell, yeah. More people should do that. You had this dude, like, 80 years ago doing the same shit. So, no, I just love being able to see how he was able to, like, incorporate um, everything so far ahead of schedule. Um, schedule is in terms of as directors or learning new traits of the craft. And... I'll be honest. Up until like Spielberg in the eighties, people were striking out left and right. Still couldn't replicate what this guy was doing. Um, no, I just love every single shot. And then uh, it's so funny because we were talking about uh, Mexican film directors when we were doing uh, Sicario, and all how all like it seems like a lot of directors from Mexico like to do those wide angle shots and just let the camera like sit on a scene. And then kind of like zoom in on the person. And he, this guy kind of did the, the same thing. He would like have the camera. I mean, he would pan. He would go up a little faster than like the directors that we're talking about in Inaratu and Alfonso Cuaron and uh, Denny. But like he just like straight went. Sorry, Denis is Canadian. Um, but like he would have the camera back and then pan in right on the face and show emotion. And I don't know, I just I, I, I love that. This guy was so ahead of his time. He was playing 4D chess when everyone else was playing checkers. Or
0: shoots it's and letters, mind you. To to go off that that point you made about like how filmmakers just stole techniques from this guy and they, you know, they were failing for a while, but um this movie felt modern to me. Yeah, it's black and white and the women look like they're in the sixties with their with their hair and everything. But um it just it moved like a modern movie. It looked like a modern movie as far as like how it was shot. And it, the whole time I was thinking like this doesn't feel like it was made in the 60s because of the way he moved the camera around and the way he like built tension and stuff and I just realized like because every modern movie now steals and learns from his his ability to do that. And so it's a testament to that movie. Um, story-wise, here's a big question: The first time you guys watched this, when did you catch on to the plot twist that Norman was actually also his mom? And for me, I didn't. It didn't click. They they said like, "Oh, Norman's mom's dead," and I was like, "Okay, yeah, okay, whatever. Maybe she's not dead." And then when they said. I watched, I was at the funeral. I like, he picked up the dress. I saw the body. I was like, okay, this motherfucker is also his mom. Like, it's for sure. She's not, it's, she's not really there. It's him playing both parts. That's the moment where I knew. And so from that point on, I was replaying the movie in my head and I was like, you never see them both together. You never well, do. You see
1: them both together because he carries her down the stairs.
0: Yeah. Good point. But by that point, they are, that, that scene no, that already was, happened. No, that
1: was before they went to the sheriff's because uh, that comes in after the sheriff because he's hiding her because uh, he knows that they're going to bring in people to look around. And that's where they go into the sheriff's office after that shot. Are you
0: sure? Yeah. Okay. You're right. So that might be the one scene. But replaying it in my head, I was like, It is weird they don't really talk except for that one scene. You don't see them together except for that one scene. But that's when I kind of put it together. Where did you guys, when did you guys, when did it click for you? Seth? Uh,
3: Oh, I'm not going to lie. So it probably would have clicked had I not known there's an AMC or A&E TV show. I forget which station had that TV show, Bates Bates Motel. Bates Motel. Yes. Yes. By the way. Huh?
0: I kind of want to watch that now.
3: I want to watch it now. I've never watched it, but I knew Vera Farmiga was in it. Yeah, I watched
2: the first season. It's pretty good.
3: Yeah. I did I know I knew nothing going into cycle. I actually literally, other than the shower scene, knew absolutely jack shit about this movie. So all I knew was Vera Farmiga was a major character in Bates Motel. So I actually kept arguing against the mother being dead and that the mother was a character because in my head, Vera Farmiga was a bigger star in that show. So obviously Bates Motel was about how she was this psycho crazy lady so i kept arguing against myself anytime i would have remotely picked up on hints i was like i was like who's fear for me gonna play how did she age did she age well and it turned out when we saw the mother she did not age well at all
0: so you it, the twist got you all the way
3: huh? yeah yeah this, this one yeah this one those moments where like up until the point where she goes down to the fruit cellar <laughs> and oh, she wow. turns around uh i'm all like oh She did,
0: Jared. How about you, man?
2: Oh gosh, Um, no! I was a kid when I watched it for the first time, so like I didn't know till the very end. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I was a a dumb kid, so I didn't. I I was a (laughs) child, (laughs) a dumb kid, so I didn't know till the very end. Um, No, I'm not. I'm not gonna like. Yeah, uh,
1: for for me, uh, it's like I said. uh, I I already watched like a lot of analysis and saw sections of this movie so i that that never really was a twist for me So for me i was mostly focusing when i was watching the movie and enjoying it it was how are they hiding it and how are they showing it and stuff so okay. i yeah it's it's a way where like yeah i got spoiled about it but it didn't ruin the movie for me just because it was spoiled
0: so y'all think back to the first time you watched this movie and i want you to think about how the movie starts off with this woman and you spend a lot of time with this woman. She's, she's sleeping with this man secretly. Like he's clearly having an affair with her or something. I don't know what's going on. Um, and you follow her to work the next day. Um, you, you spend the first like 20 minutes of this movie with this woman and then she steals the money and then she dies halfway mm-hmm. through the movie. And you're like, the main character died and half the movies left. Like did that, Register at all with you? Like, did that take you by surprise the first time?
3: I mean, only thing I knew about it was the shower scene. So when she started to take a shower, I was like, oh, she's about to die. But
0: uh, I was like, like, It's too early to take a shower. Yeah, there's there's 40 exactly, minutes left, lady.
3: That's exactly what I was. I was like,
2: We're already here to
1: the
3: shower scene?
2: This <laughs> be text time stamps, it's like,
3: Yeah. <laughs> what I'm, is
2: going on here?
3: I, don't, I was very confused. I was like, did I fall asleep? Did, would, I don't remember sleeping. Like, this movie's almost over. And I don't know. It I will say this. It reminded me a lot. And I know it's, this is actually reversed in actual chronology. But it reminded me a lot of Scream and how Scream opened up its first movie with Drew Barrymore. And you think, oh, okay. Drew Barrymore. Because, I mean, like uh, – and, oh, my God, her name is uh, – Lori Strode's mother, uh, whose name is eluding me right now, I mean, had like a fairly big billing for this movie. I mean, she was like n- not a small named person. So, like, this is to me similar to the Drew Barrymore in Scream. You know? Lori <laughs> Strode's mother. I can't think of her name. I can't think of the actresses for Lori Strode right now. My brain is dead. Janet I- Lee? Janet Lee. Thank you. That's who it was. No, no, no.
2: Well, I'm just surprised.
3: I, like I think I, of, <laughs> I couldn't even think of Jamie Lee Curtis. Like I, I just, just now, I was like Jamie Lee Curtis, but all I could think of is Laurie Strode. I was like, well, I'm just going to say Laurie Strode's name. Uh, but no, oh, I'm dude. just saying. It, it made me think of Drew Barrymore. I mean that that's who it. You know, uh, then you not hug. Drew. Yeah, that's what. And so, like, I'm pretty sure Scream probably more copied. Psycho. Then, obviously, Psycho not copying a movie that came out thirty-six years later. <laughs> but you know, it was just—it was cool. It was one of those things, like, it and it pulled it off really well. There's another movie that Jared needs to watch that you know does something similar, and it's great. So you know, it's called Get Out. I'm just kidding. It's not that.
0: Uh, what was the question? Again? Oh, uh, yeah, how'd you all your first time watching it? Did that catch you off guard, Jared? Her just dying halfway through the movie—the main character.
2: Buddy, I was a child. <laughs> I, again, it's just like I was like, "Oh wow!" Remember, I watched the Vince Vaughn version first, and so I was like, "Oh wow!" Anne Hayes just died in the shower. That's, weird. That's cool. <laughs> um, weird way to watch it. Continue <laughs> watching forty minutes of the movie. Oh wow, she was dead. Again, I was a kid. So everything was a shock And That's it true. happened. Zero anticipation skills. I was on 2K, my <laughs> awareness would be one. <laughs>
0: it couldn't have been much of a shock to Jordan because he'd seen the end of this movie probably three times. And it's like, <laughs> she never showed up before. Who is this?
1: Well no, no, uh, it wasn't a shock for me, but it was just mainly because like I would watch like movie histories about this and they would talk about like a bold choice of like killing off the main character so early in the movie. Okay. And they were fa- talking about also how oh uh, th- that was such a classic scene. and like made such a big deal that Alfred Hitchcock actually told the actress it was like, "Look, I can't put you into any other movie just because everyone's going to remember you from Psycho."
0: <laughs> Good point. That's a, a um, okay. So, any other story notes you guys have? Because I have a question. Yes well oh, go ahead seth yours is probably way All more right. important than my stupid question go ahead
3: no i i have one story note like it's something that i picked up on when i was you know re-watched and uh i also like read the book recently and that's another thing when i read the book is the same kind of deal here it's really cool to go back and watch this movie for a second time after watching the first time for the story beats that are put in there that like kind of like they're all, when you go back and you watch it, like, "Oh, I'm an idiot, How did I not pick up on this? Like at one point, Norman Bates goes like, "Oh, but she's harmless. She's as harmless as one of those stuffed birds. Mm-hmm. talking about his mother, and it's like, oh, she is it. I mean, he's not kidding. she really is a stuffed bird. I mean, she's like a taxidermy, you know, mummified, you know veraferigogos. it's uh you know, it's really cool how they do that, so as far as the story goes, they really do. Set that reveal up so well that it's just cool to go back and pick that out when you're watching it from a story perspective.
2: And again, like what I love about it is that this was made in the 1960s. This was—I don't know—I'm going to breadcrumb you there because I mean, Seth watches like I mean Ray as well in the horror genre. They do really good job of like breadcrumbing. And then a really good job of dropping off over red herring that's going to make you think something else. But the breadcrumbs that they allude to at the very beginnings of the movie, particularly in the first act of a horror film, so perfect. But again, to be able to like do this when you don't really have a good history, like excuse me, I think like the the Nosferatu movie is like there. Horror film like before this And it's like it was a silent film With a guy who looked like he was going Through like jaundice Or something Um Geez terrible like I mean Okay respectfully respectfully uh, But still but You still, just insult still.
0: the man and say respectfully Respectfully after
2: <laughs> But so, <laughs> the point remains The point remains Respectfully To have this writing at this time was just amazing So I appreciate it
3: Speaking of, by the way, I can't wait for Nosferatu's remake, though, coming out. I'm very excited. Harry Styles is no longer in it, and it makes me happy.
0: Um, So
1: So what I was going to say is, uh, one thing I thought was very interesting with the movie was the fact that the money in the end really didn't matter. And we spent a lot of time tracking the movie. And I think that was very interesting the fact that she was so worried like she'd get caught and she'd get in trouble for for the money, but that's not what kills her. Just the fact that she stopped at a hotel and there was a random psycho (laughs) character there.
3: Oh, that's one of those things, too. So, like, I think horror movies work best when there's a sense of tragic loss. Like, there's like a tragedy to it, like the heart of it, which is why The Shining sucks. But, like, so in this one. She you. decides, I know, I'm sorry, I had to work that <laughs> in. But uh, but when she decides, though, that, oh, I want to take the money back, you know, because he, he gives like the iconic line that mm. I know we're going to talk about best line later, so I'll save it for that. And then she goes, yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, I need to, I'm going to drive all the way back to Phoenix tomorrow. And so she's actually made the decision, I'm going to go back and make this right. I'm actually not going to steal it. And she's like, oh, okay, you made the right decision. You didn't do the bad thing. Good job. <laughs> Thank God. What a relief. You get to get your life back and you didn't break the law. You didn't do a bad thing. And then, you know, mother wakes up and, you know, it sucks. And so it's like, dang it, everyone's going to think she, like her sister, the man she was with, they all think she stole the money. I mean, because technically she did. But like, they're going to think that she just died and didn't have like a change of heart. And the book does a better job of the tragedy than the movie did, but the movie did a good job with but it. Also.
1: Yeah, she yeah, it just makes it seem like, oh, she just ran off and with the money and never know.
3: <laughs> when you when you realize that oh she actually did have regrets and she was it was just a momentary weakness but yeah. all of her family and friends are going to think the rest of their life that she was a thief
0: one thing that, that sorry to transition to this i just thought of this as you were talking um we were talking about like interesting shots earlier and every time they showed the house it looked like it was far away but it never was because you would see them run up and down from the motel back to the house and it was just a weird shot it looked like it was this haunting house off in the distance but it it was probably like 30 meters away i don't know it just it was a weird shot i'm not sure how they got it
2: uh it reminds me of that forced perspective of what what they do at disney with the uh castles that the castles are actually really small but because of how they place them and they force like your sight lines to look at it it just looks big and far away but it's actually like really close. That's what it kind of reminds me of. I don't know if that's what it exactly was,
0: but No, but that's a good comparison to the the Magic Cat Magic Kingdom Castle for sure at Disney World. Um okay, I have a question.
2: Also, y'all go to Disney World before the prices get even more expensive listeners. If you haven't been, it's a good place to go, but uh go once. Just just go
3: once. That's a sponsored go.
2: ad. Uh isn't he sponsor
0: us? Um, there's a moment when she has the money and she's driving away and she's at a red light and her boss walks in front of the car and they make eye contact. She smiles. The boss gives her this weird ass look. And I never know why that happened. Why did he look at her as if she because was. Because he was
1: confused because he's like, wait, you were supposed to be at the bank and then go home sick. What are you doing driving around? I. That's what the look was is more he was more confused than anything.
3: Like, what are you doing well, here? And I, I took it to be one of those things where like when you're walking down the street and you think you see someone you recognize, but your brain's telling you, Well, it's definitely not that person. They're yeah. here or there. And you're just like, Was that who I am? it's like right, you you better like this one like when you're in public and you think you see a former student, but it's been like three years and so you're not really sure, like, was that them? Was it not them? I uh, think it was them. You
0: know? Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. But I was just like, that's a. He like did a double take, but that second take was like, like you just saw like two pieces of cat shit having sex. Like it was just like the weirdest <laughs> thing he had ever seen.
3: <laughs> that before. is the weirdest
1: expression there I've ever heard
3: for <laughs> I'm going to need a minute before we move on. I need to process what just got said. Two pieces okay. of cat shit having
0: sex? I'll paint it for you. Um, okay.
1: I don't need a painting of that right
0: <laughs> there's a, uh There's one flaw I noticed. I one can't flaw.
3: The, two people uh,
0: she, the money's on the bed. Mm-hmm. And she's getting ready. And she keeps looking at it. And it's tempting. And she's making up her mind. Like, do I steal this? Do I steal? It? I don't know. And there's a shot where the camera gets close up on the money. Then it moves over to the camera. But when it moves over to the money in the bed, at the last second, you see the cameraman's shadow. And I just want to throw it out there. I caught it. I caught you, Hitchcock. You messed up. This film is awful now because of it. Just throwing that out there. I saw your shadow. <laughs> Don't um, mess up, Alfred. Let's go into uh, the categories. Let's, let's knock this out. We, we're running long here. Um, okay. Best scene in the movie. What do y'all got? Seth, you first. Then Jared.
3: Uh, best scene has to be the shower scene, even because, and I say that only because I knew it was coming, I knew what to expect, and I still freaking loved it. Both times I watched it in the span of a month, also, it was just like really well done for never seeing anything and still getting everything. Yeah, great.
0: The selfie, the most iconic, uh, Jared.
3: I mean, it's definitely a shower scene. I, I,
2: that's.
0: That uh, that has to win. Okay, Yorton.
1: Actually, going to go with the scene where he, uh, she, the sister turns the the mother around and finds out the body's dead. For me, I thought that was like the real, like wow scene.
0: Uh, all good scenes. I'm going to go with the shower scene just because it's iconic. And uh, there we go. MVP of the movie. I want to say. I mean, it's got to be Hitchcock, right? It's Hitchcock. I, I mean, if it's not ahead.
3: him, it had to be Anthony Perkins because at the time, one, he was against type for this movie. And he did a really good job at selling the whole, you know, bumbling, oh man, all shucks, uh, Barney yeah. Fife type deal. He even has the line, like, I just got one of those faces that people just can't believe in or something like that. And I'm like, he's right. He really does have that face. So if it's not Hitchcock, it's definitely going to have to be Perkins, but I'm okay if Hitchcock wins it, because Hitchcock wins it, because yeah, Hitchcock. But Jared?
2: Uh, Hitchcock, definitely. I spend too much time to talk, talking about him for it to not be him. Jordan?
1: I'm going to go with Hitchcock, because one of the big things for me about this movie was the sound, the sound effects uh, with the shots and everything to build the tension. And I feel like that's that's him it just that's one of the many things that he adds to a movie to make it that much more interesting
0: so i looked up the actor who plays it's john gavin right who plays no not john gavin it's uh anthony perkins and uh hitchcock's my choice too but and do you know what the plot is for psycho 2 i don't want to know after 22 years of psychiatric care Norman Bates attempts to return to life of solitude, but the specters of his crimes and his mother continue to haunt him. Throwing that out there. I mean, I, it's cool. an 80s movie.
3: I will watch it. No. no, There is a book. There's a sequel to the book, so I'm not sure if it's based off the book or not, but there is a second Psycho book. This movie's based off the book, and it was good, by the way. Y'all should read the book.
0: Six Man Award. This is tough because you almost want to pick the lead actress – who died halfway
3: through right yes yes that's my pick because i feel like without her selling the first half of the story a the shower scene doesn't have as much of effect because you don't really care as much and b i think she's the definition of someone although granted she's not coming off the bench but like she's that person who comes in and you know really helps carry part of the movie until you get to you know norman but she's the one carrying the movie at that point and then she leaves, and then it's her Spectre, not like literal Spectre, but like... I think she qualifies as a Sixth Man. I think she yeah. does. Cause she's... Yeah. I don't know. Here's I just see plan.
1: her see, uh, so much as one of the main characters that it's like, I can't put her in the Sixth Man, but she did do a great job what
2: on mean? it. She's... Okay, so I'll equate it to... The Mavs right now. Sorry to bring in basketball. Oh my She's god. got hey, over half. half of Why are you time
3: insulting in Janet Lee like this? She did not so, deserve this.
2: She is, she is our sinner, Maxi Kleber. So, oh my god! Kleber, this is Kleber getting worse. Cleaver starts the game, but then Christian Wood comes off the bench and does most of the work. So Janet Lee started the game,
3: but good point. So. Okay, all right. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, okay. I can go with that. Um, is is she your pick, Jared? Yes,
2: actually, she is. I was your- gonna. I was. I had that reference <laughs> locked and loaded because that's how <laughs> we gonna need to justify. My- I. I, I,
1: <laughs> I just can't give it to her because she plays so much, such a big part in the movie, and she play time. Let's say player clock time. She's she's got a quite a bit of time play time on her. Record there, so I'm like I can't put her in the six man just because the amount the of six
0: time. Man, she's in the- but the six man doesn't start. That's the problem here. But she is starting. She starts. She- I know. <laughs> and I know. the movie
1: is very much focused on her for a good chunk of the movie.
0: Well, the other, the the only I can't speak. The only other option would be John Gavin. Who plays Sam Sam and then? Yeah, Vera, and that, the that's sister.
1: actually I was going to go with with his investigation and everything and how they played it off. Uh well and, and the they're... sister. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie them together because they have so many scenes together.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Um you know what? I'm gonna be a weirdo. I'm I'm gonna go with the private investigator just because he was fun. Um what's next here? We have the Russell Westbrook Award. I actually have one for this. Do y'all have one? Is it the cameraman's
3: shadow? Because I don't know what no, 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 no. This is something I would take out completely. You would
1: take out completely.
3: I mean I would take out the cameraman's shadow completely. That's
1: okay. the sales the car sale part. No. I don't know.
3: Oh, we didn't even
0: talk about the cop following her. That was pretty pretty intense too. Like just that was pretty mm. nerve wracking. Uh, if y'all don't have anything, I'll just share mine. Mine is the over explanation of what was going on at the end with the psychiatrist oh. talking to the police, and I was like, "No, I got it, I got it, dude. You don't have to explain it to me. Like, you're really dumbing it down for me. All I needed to know. Like, I thought the movie was going to end with the reveal. She turns the body around, and she sees the skeleton of his mother." And he comes charging in there. And then I thought it would cut to black. So and I was like, this is, that's good.
2: This is where I would get into your being modern. Because, remember, at that time where this movie is made in the 1960s, having a big reveal like that, we're, they're not used to anything like that at all. So, like, if this movie was made now, I, you know, Jordan was like, I know I Jared hates exposition almost every other episode, which again it's an exposition dump and I would have hated it. But since this movie, like taking it from the time it was made, just imagine showing this to an audience at that time and they're just like, What the fuck was that? And then you gotta oh. explain it, you gotta hold their hand through it. But like now, I, so I was going to
1: stuff. say, here's the thing though Sixties compared to now, we are much more aware of psychological issues than we were back in the sixties. And yeah. it's much more up in front in our day, uh, daily lives of like, oh, people have mental issues. Well, in the sixties, it wasn't that open they talked about. And so I, I would say in different conditions.
3: Yeah. Seth? I'll also say one of the things I liked about that scene and the explanation and why I'm actually really glad it's still there. In a way, despite the uh, I I know that the word they initially used to describe him is somewhat not okay to say, I'm still a little confused on how that is or isn't. Yeah, really, I don't hear
1: it anymore. That I don't know if it's okay or not. I don't know anything about it, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't hear
1: it being used. It's like, similar it's like, yeah, I well,
3: because it was used, (laughs) I think it's become really kind of like not said as much because it was used to denigrate for a good chunk of time there like that in the 80s and that. stuff yeah so uh but yeah when they when he said that and they're like oh well, he's not actually that because that would be this and so like i appreciated it in a sense because i feel like Jeremy had a good point about you know awareness and social and all that kind of stuff and not aging but i feel like them making the distinction about him wearing women's clothes from not being different from someone who's like does drag for example. I think is actually a, a good thing to have in there, especially for the time period. So I just wanted to give a little shout to it. There was at least one thing that other than yeah, maybe yeah. that word choice, that part did age well.
0: Uh, Jared, I think you, you changed my mind. I do understand now why it was there. You're right. I didn't think about that, but I do feel like as a modern viewer, the better ending would be to get rid of that. But I completely oh, yeah. understand uh, why 100%, it's there.
2: Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with you on that yeah. matter. Like, if this movie, like, take, for example, if this movie's made today and they did an exposition, exposition dump in the last, like, 10 minutes, I'm like, why didn't you just waste my time? I could have, you yeah. you could have told me to leave the theater and I would have liked the movie even more. <laughs> but now, there's the fact you exposition dump and then wasted 10 minutes of my life, I'm doubly pissed. Lead <laughs> trip hang, baby. All right.
0: Um. Best? I don't really know. I know who the worst is. We all know who the worst is, right? Is it oh, Norman?
2: Boy.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: For the,
3: oh, who's the best? Trip? Oh, no, no, the, the worst. B- no, hold on, hold on. The worst is. Oh not no, Norman. Seth, you just go ahead
2: and go first, then. Seth, you go first.
3: Yeah, hold on. The worst. So who's is the not best
2: and who's the worst?
3: The worst is that asshole who had the money in the office who's all like yeah i like to give money at problems You gonna be a problem he's like being all freaking skeevy uh, i mean norman goes uh, a little crazy sometimes but we all go crazy every now and again i mean it just happens yeah, <laughs> yeah we, all, we all go a little crazy yeah we all go a little crazy i mean but i'm just like man that dude like, i got watched that movie movie both times I, you know part of me feels bad for norman and so I have a hard time being like, no, he's definitely – I just don't really don't like that asshole in the beginning of the movie. I'm just saying that's the guy I would not want to ride with. At least as long as I'm not an attractive blonde, I know Norman's not going to kill me. And since I'm not an attractive blonde, I feel safe with Norman. I'm good. I just got to keep him away from other attractive blondes and my <laughs> wife. Uh, but yeah.
0: Counter-argument? Counter-argument here. Counter argument here. That guy's not a serial killer, crazy person. he's also loaded. I can put up with this misogynistic asshole What guess. is
1: forty thousand dollars in nineteen sixty by the I boy. mean that's he a, just had that's that's that a lot of money yeah
0: I would he's, like that guy ready? on a road trip. You ain't paying for would... gas uh. you ain't paying for a hotel. you're not paying for nothing. That guy's got you covered. You just gotta put up with them get different hotel rooms you're you're fine um.
1: Best I'm
3: thinking, okay, I'm picking Janet Lee, by the way, for best okay. because she has really good personality on screen and stuff, and I feel like that would uh you know be really you know translate well
1: and so you're looking just out of curiosity for forty thousand dollars in nineteen sixty is equivalent to four hundred thousand dollars
0: only almost half a million. <laughs>
1: To give you an idea how much money that was, because I know it, it, it might be a little hard to think. I was wondering that when I was watching the movie.
0: Well, us sane people, we have Norman. I'm assuming as <laughs> our worst. Um, who's your best, Jared? Who's who's the best guy or person to take on the road trip?
2: Best person to take on a road trip? Come on, guys! What are we doing here? What are we doing? It is a hundred percent. 100% Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Why? Norman. Why?
1: He's not interesting at all.
0: A Poor Norman ass here. pick. I ain't going to lie, man. You got to be shook. Y'all
2: thought me. I had okay. a
3: bad take, all right? Yes, yeah, Seth. I'm all right. Right. All right. All right. So, y'all <laughs> know
2: how I, I always talk about I love having fun, I love risking life and or a death person, on a road trip when that flips when that switch flips
1: you have a 60 year old woman personality then when that switch flips
0: hey,
2: hey dude it's it's like a radio
0: Well, is this like are you are you memeing us right now, or is this like
2: a yeah? yeah,
1: I can't take you serious. I'm I'm sorry, you lost all credibility. I'm going going with
2: Janet Lee. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going Janet Lee Um, because (laughs) uh, Janet Lee has a penchant for having a hot hand. And hot hand, um, I'm gonna pilfer this cash and go on. She's down to having some fun. Oh yeah, no, cool. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't do the Norman base. I was trying to think of something. Landed on the radio? No, it's definitely Janet Lee. She um she can run her hands through a cash register and we can just dip out and hit the road.
0: Jordan?
1: Well, yeah, I'd definitely say it. I don't, no, just Anthony Perkins, even if he wasn't a psycho killer, he just did not seem interesting at all. So yeah, I definitely don't want to go on a road trip on with him. Um, uh, I'm going. I don't know. Uh, maybe the sister. The sister. I, mean, I. It's hard to tell just because of like most of the time in the movie, she's worried about her sister. Okay. So. But yeah. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to go with Janet Lee, though. Uh, you know, yeah. she she's a f- fun and adventurous. Might not be the right time of adventures <laughs> you want to oh, go. Fun adventurous? Ah, oh, you saw
0: the opening <laughs> scene. Yeah. Um, okay, she's my pick as well. Seth <laughs> is laughing. Um, <laughs> I think we all agree she's also gorgeous. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, what do we got? Oh, Rotten Tomatoes game. Are we? No. Before we do that, the movie. The, the budget for this movie was eight hundred thousand dollars. It made fifty million dollars. Good God. <laughs> Roger Ebert gave it four to four stars. He says, What makes Psycho immortal when so many films are already half-forgotten as we leave the theater is that it connects directly with our fears. Our fears that we might impulsively commit a crime, our fears of the police, our fears of becoming the victim of a madman, and, of course, our fears of disappointing our mothers. So that's his last paragraph of his review. He gave it four out of four stars. Um, Rotten Tomatoes game, y'all.
2: Rotten Tomatoes. The Rotten Tomatoes. It's
0: the Rotten Tomatoes game. Who won last week? Was it Yorton? Or did Jerry? No, it was
3: Seth. Yeah, yeah, and I think I was upset again, if I remember correctly. So,
0: Yorton, why don't you go first, since you have a a huge lead over everybody. What did this movie get and why?
1: I am thinking mid-90s on it.
0: So I am going to go
1: 94. I'm going to go two up on what I normally do, because I know these guys with the shenanigans trying to block me, so that's what I'm going to do.
0: All right, Jared.
2: What do you say, 94? You said 94. I know this movie did not get a perfect score, Um not one of those movies. It's not the Legend of Paddington Two.
1: Me <laughs> to see that movie just because it,
2: yeah, this <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm this not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie.
3: So much. I'm it's not gonna lie. Room.
2: Paddington Two. <laughs> I cannot tell a tale out of school. Paddington Two is pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Go I'm ahead. not gonna lie. It's really good. It's wholesome as fuck. Um, no, it's not Paddington Two though. It's not. It's not that good. Uh, so I'm gonna go with like ninety six. Fuck it.
0: Okay. And Seth.
3: I, mean, I'm, I hate to do this. I know it's frowned upon. I just want you to know you already took the number I was gonna pick. So I'm saying ninety five and gonna go ahead and roll the dice. What? I'm nailing it in one. I'm just gonna go for Damn. it. I'm swinging Seth. for the fence.
2: Seth has got it. Seth's like, I'm all in. 94, 95, 96.
0: Can I just say, this is the closest... Someone got it dead on. (laughs) Between everyone here, all three of you guys, if you added up the amount of points you were off from the actual score together, it would only be two. (laughs) So one of y'all got it on the dot. The other two... No, well, it's three. Yeah, it would it to be,
1: <laughs> have to be. It to be me or Jared. Then,
0: it, nah. it, Jared got it on the dot. It's ninety six. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the audio score is ninety five. Um, you guys were on it for this movie, man. Like, you just knew it was like. No one has anything bad to say. It'd be really funny to look of a bad review. You know what? Let's do that. Yeah,
2: do it. I, do it. I hear What's a
3: bad are? review? You <laughs> gotta hear
2: something negative about this movie. We'll
3: fucking They're
1: it. going to say something stupid like, oh, it followed all these
3: tropes or something. <laughs> that it made. God, it I followed know. all the tropes <laughs> <it> created. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the superimposed skull face on the killer. I've seen that shot before. Um.
0: Okay. Let's scroll down to it. A- Oh. Bring about the music yet.
1: when it gets murdered. It's like, how typical.
0: <laughs> Here's the. Okay. Psycho is not a long film, but it feels long, perhaps because the director doddies over technical effects. Perhaps because it is difficult, if not impossible, to care about any of the characters. That was from 2013. Um. Another review, bad one, says it is incumbent on us to inspect the real horrors of our time, but we don't have to traffic with Hitchcock's giggling obscenities. I don't even know what he's trying to say there. That person what, just sounds like they are pissed mean? off.
1: <laughs> sounds like we, they were just pissed off of Hitchcock than anything what, else.
3: What's obscenity. a giggling obscenity? <laughs> I don't know. Obscenity
1: like something
3: bad or we're horrible not, or something. Oh, no, yeah. no. I know what obscenity. what's a giggling obscenity? I'm I'm confused. Like, oh,
1: you enjoying obscenities.
3: Um That's how this I took guy. That makes sense. It's weird, but it makes sense. Yeah.
0: This guy has a splatter. A Just say it on like horror. But he what I'm reading is a good review, so that's weird. Um, I'm not gonna read that. Uh here's bad. Here's a bad one from Time Mis-clicked. Magazine. Misclicked <laughs> Director Hitchcock bears down too heavily in this one, and the delicate illusion of reality necessary for a creak and shriek movie becomes instead a spectacle of stomach churning horror. Is that bad?
2: Hey, can <laughs> I do hurt that guy?
3: Like, what did Hitchcock do to what What did Hitchcock do to that one man? Just
2: Hitchcock say you don't hurt. like
3: horror. If that's what it is. Just say that. Just say you don't like horror. It's fine. We, we won't this, judge. This,
2: this man is like Hitchcock personally offended me. <laughs> like what? All right,
3: um, we all recommend this movie. Hell it, yes, unequivocally, <laughs> there is absolutely to everybody.
0: It's always in those books, you know, like a hundred movies to see before you die or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I agree. It it belongs in that book. Um, Hall of Fame. Uh,
3: yeah. I'm I'm saying yes because I've watched it twice within a month span, and I loved it both times so i feel like this is a repeatable movie
0: okay i'm gonna make it interesting i want to say it's necessary viewing you have to watch this movie sometime i don't think it's a hall of famer i don't think you're going to be watching it over and over although if you did happen to watch it a few times you won't be bored um so we're one and one jared
2: oh yeah no it's hall of fame
0: okay yorton hmm
1: so i am going to take a little bit different aim with this and i am going to go with it and i am just going to go just mainly to just say like watch it over again a couple of times and just look and analyze how this movie was made this is a really good study film of how to build tension and we're I think the reason why it's so good to watch for that is because there's a lot, not a lot of distractions. Everything's plain, and what you see is what you get in the movie for building tension. So that's why I would recommend watching it multiple times.
2: And I'm, okay, so I'm going to go to my text message to Seth about this movie. I got to scroll through all the basketball takes. I was also um, drunk
3: when he was texting me for the record. So, uh,
2: Seth is he, only drunk probably once every quarter. So, this is the <laughs> quarter he was drunk. Um,
3: okay, hold on. Oh, I, I said this, that just in case he reads something I say I don't remember. This what is, I said. Uh, okay,
2: so I send him a screenshot of the stabbing in the shower, mm-hmm. and then I said, It's so good. The music, the sound, and directing is top-notch. Never a wasted moment in this movie. There's not a moment wasted. And then, remember, this isn't Jordan's genre of movie. Yorton doesn't watch horror until we make him. That's true. He literally said the true. same thing I said to Seth. And I'm the one who watches horror willingly 31 days in a row. And we both came away with the same thing. This is a fucking Hall of Famer. What are we talking about?
0: All right. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, Psycho. You made it, man. <laughs> little The little engine that could. Um, I'm just joking. This was a, it's a definitely a Hall of Fame movie, and I'm glad it made our Hall of Fame. Um, Jared, what are we watching next week, man? For We're capping off Spooky Season. What are you still doing? Okay. Right? Uh, well, you I... One?
2: If you remember earlier in the pod, I was telling Seth to, shh, stop. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Nope.
3: Yeah, you were. Seth, nope. Just, just nope. I just thought you really didn't like the movie.
2: No, it was a precursor to my movie, which happens to be nope. You're going to watch Jordan Peele's third movie. Nope. I have not seen it yet, so I'm super excited. Um, I loved, love, love Get Out. And I loved us us doesn't Wait, have, have the same us doesn't have the same rep as get out because people were oh you're gonna do the same social commentary movie he was me like, too,
0: man i liked it a lot Dude,
2: i'm just i'm just making a fucking horror movie i no that because remember it took him four years it took him four years to make get out he made us in two years again it's Get Out was a passion project. Us is a movie that he just wanted to make. And it, so I'm excited to see Nope because I'm excited to see his third movie. And I'm
3: so glad I didn't ruin this movie. I just want to say yeah, that I'm really glad I didn't ruin movies. it. Okay, so it is available for streaming.
1: I wasn't too sure for when it came out. I'm like,
2: I, I know. I, out I, I, was, I was right at the cusp of a Dune as well when I picked Dune at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So. I have been at the cusp of two of our movies, so uh, yeah, no, I'm picking Nope. We're going to watch Jordan Peele's third movie.
0: I'm excited based off his first two movies. I'm excited to see this one. Even though people think us didn't live up to Get Out, I don't care. I thoroughly enjoyed Us. I'm with Jared, man. I like the idea of there being a whole other... Copies of us somewhere, you know. It's just a good idea, Seth. I'm gonna keep talking about us, so you you break your neck shaking your head so hard. Well, no, um, no. I,
2: I okay. So if you didn't like us, I, I I am okay with if you didn't like us, you didn't like it. But if you didn't like it because it wasn't Get Out, that's the issue that I have.
3: Hey, I will tell you. Uh, yeah. I saw Get Out just a few days ago. It was actually watched it. I watched Us, then I watched Nope, then I watched Get Out. Yeah. So my so dislike no, no, is like, honest. Like, that's
2: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like if you like in your case yes but so many people who don't like us don't like it because it wasn't get out
3: and yeah, it's an unfair he's a victim, criticism
2: he's a
0: victim of his own success you know he's people are comparing his movies against his best movie and it's like or you can just enjoy the movie seth your criticisms valid too i get it but uh i feel like for a lot of people jared's right it's like what well, it wasn't get mm-hmm. out good you know it's like it still can be good it doesn't I don't like. Wait, the no, get Out was yeah, almost like a perfect true. movie.
2: Like what?
3: Yeah, Get Out was really good. I was actually really shocked by that movie. We should actually watch that movie one day for this, just to talk about it, because that was a great movie.
0: Get Out's the better movie, but I like the twist more
3: in Us. Oh, that's the reason why I hated that movie. Yeah. On Us. Yeah, you either, it get it, to- you
0: either like it or you don't. That's for sure. Yeah.
3: All right, y'all. We
0: got to sign off. It's way too late. Uh, Until next time, we will see you guys later. And thank you so much for listening.